0: I don't know what it is about dancing. Like I can't pinpoint what exactly it is that makes me so in love or obsessed with it. I just know that it's like the most right or natural state that I have or feeling of happiness or yeah, maybe just where I belong.
1: three years, 1,000 young dancers from all around the world audition for Parts, the School for Contemporary Dance in Brussels, directed by Anna-Theresa de Keersmaker. Every three years, only 40 youngsters can start in the training program. They are an exceptional group of people in an exceptional place. And yet, they're also just a bunch of youngsters, sharing excitements and disappointments, friendships and loneliness and long, long hours working in the studio. I am Delphine and together with you I follow the story of five of the 40 students of Generation 13. Eleni from Greece, Kia from New Zealand, Zoe from France, Renato from Hungary and Marlon from Brazil. We will be on a trip for three years from the very start in September 2019 until graduation in the summer of 2022. I invite you to learn more about the background story of each of the protagonists in a separate portrait. Here, I want you to meet Kia.
0: My name is Kia Joel. I am 19. I was born in Johannesburg, South Africa, but I've been living in Wellington, New Zealand. Um, my dad has English heritage, is considered white, and my mum has Angolan Indian Portuguese heritage, so she was considered coloured. And that's something that I find quite amazing, like having parents that grew up in apartheid South Africa on different sides of the line of being white and privileged and a person of colour and therefore underprivileged or not seen as equal. Um, what else? My dad had his own business in South Africa, but at the moment he's a house dad. So he cooks and he cleans and he takes us everywhere that we need to go. And my mum is a project manager in IT and banking. And they are very kind people, very giving and generous. Yeah, they're pretty pretty amazing people. My brother is... 11, so there's quite a big age gap, eight years. But I think I really enjoyed having that age gap. Like, now it's a bit hard because I've left home and he's still growing up. Like, I'm missing quite a lot of that. Like, I won't be there when he starts high school or, you know, stuff like that. But I just remember, like, him being born and having an active role in changing his diaper or, you know, helping him learn how to speak or walk. And I think that was quite cool. But he's incredibly intelligent, very athletic, also just very kind, yeah. I think as a child, I was very confident and outgoing. Yeah, I just have never really struggled with not having a positive outlook on life, like even now. It's very rare that I'll have, like, an off day or that off day, I think, in comparison to a lot of people, will be very mild. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are like, how are you always so happy? And I don't know. I think I've just always been that way. I think maybe that's why I was drawn to dancing, like, especially the performance side of it. Like, always loved being in front of people or I always perform better if there's someone watching... In my dancing, like, that's just the way I feel like I thrive. I've always been very, maybe, like, too focused. My parents are always like, you need to lighten up. You need to enjoy yourself a bit more. Yeah, I definitely have always been very, like, goal-orientated, like, knowing what I wanted to do and, okay, I need to do this and this and this to get there, which can sometimes, like, get very, like rigid in my approach to things. I started dancing when I was two years old. My aunt in South Africa is a dance teacher, but she had four sons before I was born who weren't interested. And so when my parents had me, she was very determined that I was gonna be a dancer. And so, yeah, I started tap and jazz when I was two and then ballet when I was five and then contemporary when I was around 10 or 11. I think I always enjoyed the tap and jazz more because I feel like they're more performative in that aspect. And there's like a warped idea of the competition dance world, which I definitely think exists and it can be quite toxic for young dancers. But I think I had good teachers, and for me, it was always about being on stage. Like, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't love being on stage. It was never other people forcing me to be there. So I was born in Johannesburg, and I lived there until I was eight, and then when I was eight, we moved to New Zealand. The Actually, the events leading up to moving were quite traumatic, so... It's quite like a pivotal point in my life. Like it was just my dad, my mum, my brother, and I moving across the world, leaving all of our family behind. So it's definitely something that I remember very vividly. Johannesburg, like South Africa, is a beautiful country, but it's not very safe. So um, my mum worked in the CBD of Johannesburg in a bank. And my dad, my grandmother, my brother, who was at the time five months, and myself were in the car going to pick her up from work. And we got stuck, trapped in at a traffic light, and two men with guns came up to the window, banging on the window, saying, like, open, or we'll shoot, like, give us your money, you know, like, had the gun to my dad's head, um, the one guy like climbed into the car, ripped my grandmother's necklace off her neck, like cut into her neck. And I just remember sitting in the back of the car, like looking at my brother, who's just this baby, like feeling so like helpless. And I think if I as an eight-year-old were feeling that, I can only imagine what my, my dad, you know. Yeah. <laughs> And so I think my parents realised that it's not worth, not worth that. So they're pretty incredible, very brave, like deciding to just pack up everything, like leaving incredible jobs, like they'd build their dream house, you know, but gave up all of that in a split second because they knew that it wasn't safe for their children. So, yeah, we had a suitcase each, arrived in New Zealand with no jobs, just at the airport, (laughs) no clue what we were going to do, but just knowing that it wasn't worth staying. We lived in Auckland for six months and then we moved to Wellington because that's where my mum got work. And Wellington is a harbour city, so there's water everywhere. And I live a five-minute walk from the beach and you can see the sea from every room in our house. And, yeah, I spend a lot of time, like, walking my dog along the beach or going swimming. I... Oh, it's really funny. I didn't know how to cross the road properly when we moved to New Zealand. I had to get taught how to cross the road because you just don't walk outside in South Africa, which is something, yeah, you basically leave your house, get in the car, go to school or wherever you need to go, you spend a lot of time in shopping centres. It's a very different upbringing. So, And then as I've gotten older, like, Just having so much independence, especially as a young female, I have never felt unsafe in Wellington or New Zealand, full stop. When I was 15, I was accepted into the New Zealand School of Dance, which is a three-year diploma course. And, yeah, I was... A lot younger than everyone else and I also left formal high school at 15 so I was doing full-time dancing from 15-16 while finishing high school online by correspondence and I graduated in December 2018 so I was 18 and Two weeks after graduation, I went to Sydney, Australia for an internship. And then a couple of weeks after that, I flew to Europe and I just traveled for three months doing auditions, sightseeing and being a tourist. And yeah, I I wanted to come and I mainly did company auditions because I had just graduated from a three-year course. So going to school wasn't really my priority, but I realized while doing those auditions that yeah, contemporary companies would prefer you to be older than what I was. I did all my auditions. Being 18, they take it at face value that an 18-year-old maybe hasn't had as much experience or the same maturity that someone who's a bit older would have. So I found that quite hard or confronting. But I'm a firm believer and my parents have always told me, you know, like, the right thing will come for you when it's when it's your time, you know? So I know that obviously the right thing for me wasn't those things that I wanted and where I am now is where I was meant to be. I did the pre-selection for parts in Barcelona, got through to the next round, but... As much as I had heard about parts, as I mentioned, I wasn't really in the mindset of looking for a school. So when I got through the next round, I was like, great, that's cool. Like if I'm still in Europe at the dates when they let me know when the final auditions are, then I'll go and do it. I always like try my hardest, but I went into the audition that final week of like more of a workshop mindset. And then slowly throughout the week, it got more and more okay, no, I really, really like being here. By the end of the week, I was so, like, taken with the school and the experience that I'd had even in the audition. And I was just amazed that even just in that process, I'd gotten such a good feel of what the school could be or what I could get from it. So I flew back home and it took me 40 hours to get back to New Zealand And then I woke up on Friday morning and I looked at my phone and I got an email saying that I'd been offered a place. And it was, you know, like you can tell how much something means to you by that initial moment of how you felt. And I was so elated, like, but I was also aware of the fact that I had just finished three years of full-time training training Obviously, my parents would have to pay for me to move to another country, pay for fees. So I was also aware of that. And then I spoke to a teacher from New Zealand School of Dance. I went in and told her that I'd been offered a place at Parts and she started crying. And she was like, I don't think you realize like how big of a deal this is. And so just having a lot of confirmation from important people in my life that this was something, I don't think you should pass up this opportunity. As of right now, I would love to be a company dancer, full-time maybe, less project-based. I like stability and routine and I'd love to get to tour. I don't know where in the world I will be but that excites me.
1: Generation 13 is a podcast of me, Delphine Hesters, and has so far been made possible thanks to the generous support of parts, Concertgebouw Brugge, Kei Theater... Stuk, etc., en de Vlaamse Gemeenschapscommissie in Brussel. Nele Eekhout is my coach. Mixing was done by Brecht Plasgaard. The theme music was composed and played by Carlos Garbin. The visuals are designed by David Duiver, based on drawings of Jean Collin en Kilian Madeleine. Many thanks go out to the amazing team of parts... To all the students and the teachers who trusted me into their classrooms and studios and to Annelies van der Roost, Sophie Palmers and Theo van Rompij for early feedback and support.